Thank you. Good morning. I'm, I'm three hours ahead of you in Ohio, which is where I live right now. So um, it's good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good day, good whatever you want it to be. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> that rhymed. That was amazing. Um, I see the men in the house today, so I'll try to behave. If you were with us Friday night, we had a lot of fun. And I was really shocked that Pastor Chad said that we almost had too much fun. Like, right? Like, I'm thinking, like, what woman that has kids and a husband, which is really a bigger kid, has too much fun an hour and a half? Like, I'm like, can y'all make this, like, four hours or something? (laughs) Oh, we'll celebrate you on Father's Day. Happy Mother's Day. I do give honor to your, um, your first lady, the mother of this house, Pastor Heidi. She's absolutely amazing. And just getting to stay in their home, yeah. Yeah, sincerely. Just getting to stay in, um, in their home over the last few days. Um, it's, you know, a lot of, she does really great on her Instagram, social media. If you follow her, if you don't, you should. Just a really great story. But then to come and see people live out their real life and not a highlight reel. And so when I come, I always go home like, oh, God, that means I got to be a better mom. Like, I got to go, like, on hikes and have, like, flowers and, like, so overachiever. We were sitting out on the patio, and she said, do you want some water? I was like, that sounds great. Like, ice water? Yeah. She's like, hey, Jude, would you go get some fresh mint leaves over there? And would you go pick a lemon over there? And she's, like, squeezing lemon and popping in, like, mint and all that and water. Like, who does that? I'm like, here's your water bottle. (laughs) But she's amazing. I'm talking about you. You're welcome. Thank you. And then Pastor Chad, you know, we sat out on the patio yesterday and just, he's so passionate about God and the things of God. And it's like, oh, I'm going to get up and speak today. Like you just preached my message four times over. Why don't you just get up there and preach it for me? Honestly, I honor you as a pastor. You want that in your, um, over your life, a man, a pastor that is passionate about the word of God, the things of God, you, he absolutely loves you. Both of them do their family. So I honor them. And just uh, being a pastor, I honor every volunteer over this entire campus, y'all, that makes Sunday what it is. There's a lot of hours, there's a lot of time, talent, and treasure on this campus, and I honor you, every volunteer, you serve with such excellence and love. And then you, for being here today, first of all, on this Mother's Day, there's a lot of options and a lot of opportunities that you have today in sunny California, it's beautiful, and so I honor you for being here on this Sunday to worship God, to get the word, and maybe you're just here with your mom. And you don't, the Promise Center is not your home. I honor you. Thank you so much for honoring your mother today. And I hope that by the time, absolutely, yes. And I hope that by the end of this message that maybe you're, you lean in a little bit to maybe what God would have for your life. Because I believe that God has a word for every mom, every woman, every dad, every man, every believer, every unbeliever in this house today. A little about me is um, it doesn't take real long to realize that I come from the South somewhere. And so I was born in Puerto Rico, lived there five years, um, moved to North Carolina, many years there, moved to Louisiana. Um, that's like really south. And we have two climates in Louisiana. It's like hot and then it's like hail. And then I moved to Ohio and then we have like snow and then snow and then snow and then ice and then rain. But so I really enjoy being in California. I have um, a little bit about my family um, this is my family right here. I have a Isabella, 12-year-old. I have Zoe. She's 17. I have this little guy. He's very shy. This is Judah. He's six. We have another one. We try to get a good family picture. 
do it. Yeah, this little guy right here. We can't, we can't get a good family picture. And then the last one's my husband and I, and um, that's what ministry will do to you. Pastoring, y'all. That's what pastoring does to you. So we live in Columbus, Ohio, and we pastor an amazing church called Chapel North. And so I'm excited to be with you today. I want to just really tell you a, a story real quick that just celebrates ladies. Every woman in this house, whether you are a mother or not, um, there was a woman and she had uh, thought she found a good man and um, he was very wealthy and they got married. And when they got married, he made her promise. He had, I have one promise when we get married. And that is that you, when, when I die, if I die, um, when I die, that you will bury me with all of my money. Yeah, she had a bit of a pause, like, really? She said, okay, you know, at least I'll live a good life right now. She said, yes, I'll, I'll bury you with all your money. So the day came and he died and she's sitting on the front row with her best friend and um, she has a little box and they're about to close the casket and she's just like sitting there and sitting there and then finally she steps forward and her best friend grabs her. What are you doing? For sure you're not going to do this. Honey, he is never going to know. Like, why are you doing this? She said, baby, I made a promise. I'm going to keep my promise. She walked up to the casket. She put the box in there. They closed the casket. She came back, and her friend said, I cannot believe you did that. She said, honey, don't you know I'm smarter than that? I wrote him a check. If he can cash it, he can spend it. Come on, girls. We're smart. Y'all better watch us. Y'all better watch us. Oh, I love that. Okay, turn our attention to the Old Testament book of Joshua in the Old Testament We're going to talk about a girl that if you've been around church any length of time, you probably have heard about her. Her name is Rahab. She's known as the bad girl. And, um, well, she's a bad girl. We'll find out in a minute. And what we're going to learn today is that God uses people with simple faith and willing hearts to accomplish great things. God uses people with simple faith and willing hearts to accomplish great things. It doesn't really matter what kind of past you have or how insignificant you may feel or may be made to feel. God wants to work through you. God wants to work through unsuspected people in unpredictable places and in unusual ways. And so today on Mother's Day, I feel I have an encouraging word because I know that this day there's a myriad of emotions this day is very happy for some. This day is sad for others. I was connecting with my husband in between services, and his mother is a giant of a woman, absolutely amazing, and was diagnosed last September with ALS. And so today, I'm over here having a great time, and when I called him, I felt his sorrow in the phone that his mom just has a few more weeks to live. If you're familiar with ALS, there is no cure. And so here's a 65-year-old woman that's traveled 157 countries around the world, and her life is fleeting. And I was reminded that today, for some, it's a, it's a sad day. For others, maybe it's infertility, or maybe you haven't been a good mom, or maybe, maybe if you are a good mom, I can encourage you today because you're probably not going to be a good mom tomorrow, especially when your kids get older and you have teenagers. My teenager is 17 years old, and the other day she was trying to tell me how to do stuff. And it was really wrong, you know. And finally, I just paused. I said, you know what, honey? I want you to celebrate that you are 17 years old and you know everything. Celebrate it today. And she just stared at me. You know how they roll roll their eyes at you? I said, no, seriously, because I'm 41 and I realize I don't know anything and my mama knows everything. Celebrate. If you're a teenager in the house, celebrate that you know everything. 
All right, a little background, <laughs> right? Yeah, mom, yeah, yeah, tell them. Y'all want me to go over to student service and preach today? Okay. <laughs> oh, I feel energy in the room. I got to stay focused, y'all. I got to stay focused. So a little backstory before we get into Rahab is um, there's these people called the Israelites. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you, I'm not giving you a King James Version. I'm not giving you an NIV, an ESV. I'm going to give you a Lloyd version, okay? And then your pastor can come. He can fix it all next week. This is my interpretation of the story. So there's some Israelites. They've been in slavery in this land called Egypt, and God makes a way of escape for them to Canaan, which is known as the promised land. Now, these people, they refuse to obey God. They refuse to obey their God-given leaders. They have lots of disobedience. They gripe. They complain. They're unthankful. They're annoying. They're ungrateful. Yep, y'all know Israelites too, right? Mm Mm-hmm, you do. And they wander in the desert for 40 years. It's like worse than, well, you know, thankfully now our men, it's Mother's Day, we get to crack jokes on men, okay? Uh, You know, now I'm thankful that we have Google Maps because they actually will follow the Google Maps. Like my husband, like he turns the lady's voice off. Like he refuses to have a lady give him the guide. So he follows the blue dot everywhere. We Yeah, that's still another problem. But anyways, so they are missing out on the promised land. And this promised land is their peace. It's their purpose. It's abundance. It's next. Moses is dead. He's been trying to lead these people out of the wilderness, right? He's dead. He's probably, thank God I'm dead. I'm out of here. Take them, Joshua. So now God's going to teach Joshua, this new leader, and the Israelites. He's going to teach them how to live by faith and obedience, because faith and obedience are very necessary ingredients to, impe- to possess the land. That sounded good. Faith and obedience are necessary ingredients. I got some poets in the house. So the Israelites have finally crossed the Jordan River. Now, you may be familiar with this. That's when, like, the Red Sea, this big body of water, the Red Sea parts, right, and all these thousands of people or however hundreds of thousands of whatever they were, they, part, they walk through this Red Sea on dry ground. Now, that amazes me about the story, right, that this water parts and they get dry ground. In fact, I was a little girl so full of faith that in Sunday school, they gave us, like, a white piece of paper, probably because the preacher went too long and they just needed us to occupy our time. So draw the Red Sea. So they did. They gave us this piece of paper, y'all, and people were drawing like dry ground, like would probably be brown crayons, right? Oh, not me. I was so full of faith. I had a black crayon out. I was coloring that asphalt in that Red Sea. Hold on, listen. And then I put a yellow dotted line right in the middle. I don't know why. I don't know if there was any coming and going, passing or anything, but I just believe that if God could part the Red Sea, they can walk through on dry ground. He can put some asphalt and some yellow paint too. So we get to Jericho. This gets us to Jericho. And I have a picture of Jericho just to kind of show you what we're dealing with. So this is what Jericho looks like, all right? It's a fortified city. I mean, these people have like major walls here. Can you show me the detail of the wall? Like, look at this, y'all. 46 feet high from ground level. Retained. I mean, this is like amazing. Amazing. That is how brilliant... These, these people in Jericho were, and that is how fortified this city was that they now had to take over and they had to conquer. So Joshua and the Israelites, they faced and conquered many obstacles on this journey. Now they got another one. So let's pick up the story in Joshua chapter 1. If you have your Bibles, that's great. Joshua chapter 1, verse 5. If you have an iPhone, an iPad, any manner of iness, you can use that. Otherwise, it'll be on the screen. And let's just read a couple of, of verses here. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 5, no one 
will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. So here is God, like, trying to encourage Joshua for what's next. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I just want to pause right there and tell you, God's not going to leave you, and God's not going to forsake you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He says, be strong and courageous. Verse 7, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. There's a whole lot I can't unpack right there. But you'll be successful wherever you go if you obey the laws of God, the word of God. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on this book of the law day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Listen, then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Now that's word right there, y'all. If you're worried in this place, afraid in this place, maybe you, you feel discouraged in this place, may I just share the good word of God with you? Be strong. Be courageous. He's not forsaken you. He's going to be with you wherever you go. And this dumps us into Joshua chapter 2. Joshua chapter 2 and verse 1 is really one of the most interesting verses in the Bible, in my personal opinion. Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from, this is the Bible, y'all, from Shittim. I know it's going to become some of y'all's favorite verse too. I know that. You're like, well, that's what the Bible says. Go look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. Like there's a whole lot going on in this verse right here. We got, we got some spies coming from Shittim, and they're going over to Rahab the prostitute's house. Pastor Chad, you can fix all of this when I'm gone. I may not see y'all next year, but it's been nice. I like California. <clears throat> so, like, why Rahab, right? Why Rahab's house? Why, why all this in this verse right here? Well, first of all, Rahab is built into the city wall of Jericho. So, that picture that we just saw, her house is built into that wall. It's a good place to gather information. It's an ideal location for a quick escape. They built it into the city wall. Now, if you read deeper into this story, you'll discover that God, God directed the spies to Rahab's house. Like, God's something, y'all. Like, if you don't have much to do with church, I promise you, like, it's not, we're not a starchy religious group of people. Like, God has got some stuff in here if we get in here. We're scared of it, to be quite honest. But look, he directs these spies from Shittim to Rahab the prostitute's house. Y'all, you know why? Because he knew her heart was open to him. It didn't matter what she had done, where she had been, what, what she was living in right now. God said, I depict, I sense a heart that is open to me and that she'll be instrumental in the Israelite victory over Jericho throughout the Bible. And still today, God uses people with simple faith and willing hearts to accomplish great things. Y'all, no matter what kind of past, yes, yes. No matter what kind of past you have, 
no matter what kind of past you have had, you have, how insignificant you may feel that you are, God wants to use people that will just say, I have a simple faith that just maybe God can do something through me and a willing heart to just help. Simple faith, Matthew says it like this in the New Testament book, Matthew. It says that if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, like that simple faith, y'all, faith small as a mustard seed. Listen to what it says. You can say to a mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Simple faith and a willing heart. And I just believe that when we leave this place today, there are some people in this room that maybe your faith has died. Maybe your heart feels hardened. I promise you, if you'll just leave this place and say, just what if God could do something? What if God could do something in my marriage? What if God could give me that baby? What if that adoption would happen? It's called simple faith that just what if small, small faith. So then we get to Joshua chapter 2, verse 9 through 14. We have Rahab talking here. So what's happened is now they're on to these spies. Like, hey, I think there's some spies that are in, um, in Jericho, and I think they're at Rahab's house. So Rahab tells the spies, I know that the Lord has given you this land. And that a great fear of you has fallen on us so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. I love Rahab's sensitivity here. I, I mean, I, like, I feel like so often we discredit people because of their lifestyle or what they have been in, what they are in. We discredit people. And I'm telling you, y'all, all around us, God is using crazy people. We're a part of an organization called Covered in Ohio. And what they do is they go into the strip clubs and they're a support system for, for women that have been caught in sex trade and trafficking. And it took 14 months of going in there every single month to see the first girl come out. And when I tell you they are coming out now, they're getting educated, they're serving back in society, and God is doing absolutely incredible, amazing things. And we got to be careful how we look and judge at people because here is this woman, she's so sensitive. She says, we've heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea. And what you did to Sion and Og, the two kings of the Amorites, who you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear. She was sensitive. And everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord, your God, follow me here. She said, the Lord, your God, is God in heaven above and on the earth below. Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family, to my family, Serving with Covered, this organization, I realized that 99.9% .9 of the girls that we came in contact with didn't have any family. So this is interesting to me that she says she's asking for mercy on her family. We'll get to that in a minute. Spare the lives of my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them. Save us from death. He said, our lives for your lives, the men assured. If you don't tell what we're doing, we will treat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord gives us the land. God uses people in some amazing and surprising ways in his story of redemption. And you're going to sit in here and question, can God use you? Will God use you? Lloyd, I've messed up. I've got some, some crazy mess going on in my life. Can I just give you a word of encouragement today that if God can do this through Rahab in the Old Testament, he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever, and he wants to do something in and through you. He's just looking for simple faith and a willing heart. Rahab. 
She takes courage. She takes the risk. It's as if she sensed the Israelites rely on a God worth trusting. And so God works through people like Rahab who are overlooked and discounted and discredited and ignored. And when we get to Hebrews, y'all, in the New Testament book, Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11 is known as the hall of faith. There's 40 verses in this book, and only two women are listed in this chapter. Can y'all guess who one of them is? Rahab. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 31, by faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. And so because Rahab had simple faith and a willing heart, now she is two of two, two, one of two women in 40 verses that is known for her act of faith. That's amazing what God does. God uses people with simple faith and willing hearts. And I find here that Rahab, she didn't let her past She didn't let her fear. Listen, Rahab didn't let, y'all, y'all know they were talking. Like if it had gotten to the king of Jericho, y'all know they were talking about Rahab. She didn't let what he said, what she said, what they said get in the way. She said, I see an opportunity for my past and my present to be washed away and my future to come true, my future to come forth in my life. I was flat out encouraged reading the Bible commentaries and studying on Rahab. Let's follow Rahab, the prostitute. Let's follow her bloodline. Rahab marries Solomon. Now, Solomon was one of the spies. So I ain't got much for you there. Something was in the works. But anyways, that worked out for her, I guess. She married one of the spies. Solomon was a member of one of the most prominent families in Israel. Rahab and Solomon give birth to a son named Boaz. Boaz marries Ruth. Boaz and Ruth are the great-grandparents of King David. And if you keep following this bloodline, you're soon coming to Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Redeemer, the Savior of the world. And all of this is in the family bloodline of Rahab, the prostitute. Come on, y'all. Jesus will do it. Jesus will do it. And you say, can God do all of that? Why would God? Who can understand the mind of God? Finite minds trying to comprehend an infinite God and what he wants to do in and through you and your children and your family and your mistakes and your mess ups. If God will do it for Rahab, God will do it for you. God works in unpredictable places through unsuspected people and unusual ways. So now we dump into Joshua chapter 2 and verse 15. He says, so, let, so she let them down by a rope through the window. So they were escaping. Can you put that up there again, that picture of the wall? Now, y'all, I'm, I know that looks like a noose, but she, that's all I got for you. She didn't hang them, okay? She let them down through the rope. Some of you wives are getting ideas. Mm-mm. She, <laughs> Jesus help. She let them down by a rope through the window. You forward to verse 18. They told her to tie this scarlet cord in the window through which to let us down. Love this. Verse 21. So she tied the scarlet cord in the window. The very act of faith 
her works, we talked about this Friday night if you were here, her works and her faith, she lowered them down, and this was the same cord that she used to help them, her act of faith, her willing heart that is now going to save her family. Never, never, never discredit the small things. Never, never discredit loving people that seem unlovable. I got to tell you, I went about 16 months ago into, I just felt like as a pastor, like, you know, I, I felt like oftentimes I live in the four walls of the church. And I was like, God, there's something to be done in the community. And so about a mile out of our church, I felt like the Lord said, you know, feed my sheep and I'll build my church. And I'm like, what does that mean? Right outside, about a mile out of our church, it, it, the, the culture shifts, and there's a trailer park, about 250 trailers, 250 families represented there, and it is known, it's a very high-traffic drug area. So there's heroin, there's meth, all kinds of stuff, opioids, alcohol, drugs, all of that. And we began to go into that community 16 months ago, and what I thought was just feeding hot meals. What can a hot meal do to change a community? You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised what small, small, simple faith and a willing heart will do. And I don't know why I'm sharing this story, but I feel like there's somebody in the room that's discrediting your little things that you're doing, but your little acts of love, your little acts of service, your simple faith of just believing that God can take one hot meal, one that you serve to a homeless person and transform a community, God can do it. It's simple acts of faith from a willing heart, and God transforms God's word, God's integrity, God's faithfulness, hangs on the simple faith and willing heart of Rahab the prostitute. And may we never underestimate the power of one act, one seemingly insignificant act, because Rahab had a past. Rahab had a present and Rahab had a future. But for her future to become her present, she had to have some walls fall down. Because when you keep reading the story, you'll find out that the walls of Jericho came down. And it all started with the willing servant in the life of Rahab, the prostitute. There are, peoples that are, there are people that are waiting on us, y'all, for their past and their present to transition and see a whole new future by us just being obedient, simple acts of faith from a willing heart, transforming not only our lives, but the lives of everyone around us. So from the reading, it appears that Rahab had never experienced a true God. Because remember, she says, your God. She hadn't experienced God for herself. She had only heard rumors of him. And I love that she believed the rumors. She believed that your God can be my God, that your God can work through you to deliver me. Can I just tell you this, y'all? We are the only Jesus that some people will see. And that God says, if God, if God can work through you, then maybe he can get to me. And every day, may we be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ, going out of the four walls of this church and bringing redemption into our community. Because guys, if this gospel doesn't work, it works. Amen? My closing thought, I want to bring our attention back to Joshua chapter 2. Joshua chapter 2, it says that she let them down by a rope through the window. And she tied this scarlet cord in the window through which she let them down. There's the picture of the scarlet rope behind me. And when you look at that picture, it's amazing how you see just stone walls, seemingly insignificant, but how that Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day to you. That's right, Mother's Day. 
<laughs> Thank you for that reminder. Um, seemingly insignificant, just hang that rope out the window. Yet it was the seemingly insignificant thing that saved her life. The scarlet cord was her redemption. Follow me here. Redemption. Redemption is the act of saving or being saved from, from sin, from error, from evil. The act, the action of gaining or regaining possession of something in exchange for our payment, clearing a debt. The scarlet cord, y'all, in the Old Testament is the foretelling redemption through Jesus Christ in the New Testament. Do you have the picture of the cross? It's more than just celebrating this once a year on Easter Sunday. Y'all, this is not just reserved for one Sunday a year. This is something that is accessible to us every Sunday, every Monday, every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's the story of redemption because Rahab didn't have to run from who she was. Redemption ran right to who and where she was. You don't have to run from the cross. You can run to the cross and that is where your redemption is. And so on this Mother's Day, I would say to every mother, stop running. Every father, stop running. Every man, stop running. Every woman, stop running and go to where Jesus Christ is. He has paid the penalty for all of your guilt, all of your shame. You're never going to be good enough. In a society that's constantly telling you, you got to be more, you got to be more. May I just tell you, you're never going to be enough. In and of your own abilities, you are not enough. But through the saving blood of Jesus Christ and the redemption of Jesus Christ, you are enough. When redemption comes, it cannot leave you the way it finds you. He says, whosoever will, come to me. You're welcome to come. But listen, for God so loved the world that he gave that when you come, when you receive his redemption, he will never leave you the way he finds you. And so I tell you today, redemption has already come for you. He's just waiting for you to come to him, a simple faith and a willing heart. It really is that simple that you could just believe again that maybe, maybe when I leave here, just a little bit of faith, Lloyd, that maybe my marriage can be different. Maybe my home can be different. Maybe God can perform that miracle in childbearing I don't know what it is, but maybe God can heal. Maybe God can touch my emotions. Just a little simple act of faith and a willing heart. In our closing moments, I want us just to close our eyes. And I want us to sit in this moment because I'm very conscious that when we leave this place, there's reality waiting for us on the other side. And so, yes, Lloyd, I, have, I feel some simple faith birthing inside of me. I feel some simple faith rising up. I, I have a willing heart. But Lord, I've not been a good mom. Lord, I got a broken marriage. I got a divorce pending. I've got overwhelming hurt and pain of child loss. I'm a miracle sitting in here today. I didn't want to come. I'm, I'm struggling with infertility. I've lost my mom. Death has knocked on our door. I have broken relationships. I'm lonely. I have sickness. I'm a person full of anxiety and fear and worry, and it's crippling. I'm dealing with depression. I feel hopeless. I have spiritual hurt. I'm tired of religion. I have a past. I connect with Rahab. I too have so many moral failures, Loida. 
I can't get over my past. How in the world could God forgive me? I have made some crazy mistakes. Redemption's here. Redemption's here. You need saving. Redemption is here. God uses people with simple faith and willing hearts to accomplish great things. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. God works through unsuspected people in unpredictable places in unusual ways. As your eyes are closed, I feel the comforting presence of the Holy Spirit in this place today. Some of you, you came in here and you got some messes. I see emotion all over the room. But I want to give you encouragement today through the power of the Holy Spirit that when you walk from this place, in our closing moments, God's birthing some simple faith inside of you. God's breaking down that hard heart and that unwillingness. And you're saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a willing heart again, God. Maybe you're in this room and you would say, Loida, I, I have never surrendered to the cross. I've never received the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Today, today's a new day. Today, I say, God, I confess my sin. I confess my need before you. I am wretched and undone, and I need, I need the saving power of Jesus Christ. If you're in this room and that is you, I want to pray with you. Would you be so kind and just lift up your hand, all eyes closed. We want to respect your privacy. Thank you. I see hands all over this room. Thank you. Thank you. This is why we are here, is that the lost will be saved. Thank you. If you're in this room and you would say, Lloyd, I have, I've confessed Jesus Christ. I profess to be a Christian. I say I trust God. I believe in God. But I've not been doing that. I'm exhausted trying to fix it and do it on my own. But today, today, Lloyd, I confess I'm making an about face. I'm surrendering my life back to Jesus Christ. If that's you in this room and this message speaks to you and you say, I've not been, I've not had a willing heart. My faith is weak and sick. If that's you, I want to pray with you as well. Would you just slip your hand up and make that confession? Hands up all over the room. Hands up all over the room. Thank you so much. I need you, Jesus. I need your help to be a better mom. I need your help to be a better woman, a better man. You have more for me. Thank you. Thank you. Now, God, all over this room, you see every hand that was raised. Thank you for your presence, your life-changing presence. Now, Promise Center, I want you to pray with me. Repeat after me, all of us, all over this room. Let's all pray this together. Jesus, I confess I'm a mess. I need you. I say today, come into my heart. Save me, Jesus. I receive your forgiveness. Today is a new day. I am a new person. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My faith is strong. My heart is willing. And today, I receive you. Thank you. Now let gratitude be all over this room. Come on, Promise Center, put your hands together. Let's celebrate a risen King. Thank you, Jesus. In the closing moments, if you would stand, the band's going to lead us in a final song of worship.
As you leave today, they're going to hand you just a little red string. I want you to tie that. Tie that around your key ring. Tie that around your rear view mirror. And let it be a reminder. You just need a little bit of faith and a willing heart. God bless you.